There's no beginning point to when God began loving you. God never started loving you because he is love. His love was always here. Hot Chocolate, Part 2, Grateful for His Love, Part 2. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television, and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. One morning a woman woke up and told her husband of a dream. She said, I just dreamed that you gave me a pearl necklace for Christmas. What do you think it means? Her husband replied, he said, honey, you'll know what it means tonight. That evening, her husband came home with a small package wrapped beautifully and gave it to his wife. Delighted, she opened it to find a book entitled The Meaning of Dreams. (laughs) Well, I am sharing part two of something I began a few weeks ago. And just to give you a little background on this, um, I don't know, several weeks ago, my daughter Alicia, she received a gift from one of the women in the women's ministry here, and I delivered the gift to her, and I anxiously watched her open the gift as I was curious to see what was in it. It's a nice, big, beautiful gift, and when she opened it, it was a hot chocolate set, and it contained about three containers of hot chocolate, and it had about four beautiful mugs. And when I looked at the mugs, each of the mugs had a inscription written upon them, just a one caption, one phrase on each mug. And they were so powerful, they struck me. I said, wow, that's beautiful. And then a few days later, I was leaving my prayer time, and the Holy Spirit just kind of nudged me. I want you to teach the hot chocolate series. I want you to teach on that hot chocolate series. And so we began last time in this hot chocolate series with the first mug, and I'm actually doing part two on this first mug. A.V., if you can put the picture of that first mug. Here's the first mug that was in that hot chocolate set, and it simply says, so grateful for his love. So grateful for his love. And this hot chocolate set, I later asked Alicia, I said, Alicia, what are the flavors of the hot chocolate Because the mugs were so beautiful, then I was curious about the flavors. And she sent me a picture of the flavors, and they weren't flavors, they were actually colors. So it's a colored hot chocolate, which I had never seen before. One of the colors is purple, one was blue, and one was pink, sort of a rainbow of colors. So it's a beautiful hot chocolate set. But each caption on each mug was just so captivating, and we're sharing part two of so grateful, so grateful for his love so grateful for his love god's love is so rich it is so powerful it's incomparable it's incomprehensible god's love is sprinkled throughout the bible in fact the whole bible is literally a love letter that is written to us he wrote you a love letter what a joy it is to read that love letter every day 
His love is sprinkled throughout the pages of that book. And we find, even when you look a little closer in the book, you'll find a condensed love letter in the Song of Solomon. It's a beautiful picture of Christ and his church, his bride, love relationship, how he was in love, how he loves us so. You see the love picture with Hosea and his wife, a spouse, redeeming a spouse. It's a picture of God's love redeeming his people. Isaiah talks about another spouse, how a groom rejoices over his bride. It's a picture of God rejoicing over us. And so God's love is almost indescribable because we first get a picture of it as a parental-type love, then it switches scenes to a marital-type love. And so God loves us in so many different ways and so many different dimensions, and we are scratching the surface on God's love. It's so deep. The Apostle Paul said, I wish you could know the depths of it. wish you could know the width of it, the breadth of it. wish you could know the height of it. It's so deep that it reaches down, picks us up out of sin and depravity. The breadth of it is so wide that it spans all of mankind, every rank, every age, every status. It's so long that it reaches back from eternity past to eternity forward. There's no beginning point to when God began loving you. God never started loving you because he is love. His love was always here. There's no beginning and there's no end. He loves us with an everlasting love. It never fails. It never quits. It never ends. It's a covenant love. It's an unconditional love. It's an incomparable love. It's an incomprehensible love. And I just wanted us to be reminded of that love because this love is so powerful that sometimes we often forget it or we go past it too quickly. And so this hot chocolate series is simply to take a pause, to rekindle, to refresh and to remember some powerful truths about our Heavenly Father. And this first one is just being so grateful for His love, so grateful for His love. I want to read you some scriptures. I've just been trying to just renew my mind to the love of God, and I just want to share a lot of scriptures from the Old and New Testament just to renew your mind to the love of God. I love something that Jesus actually said while He was on the earth. He said that God loves you as much as he loves him. God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. That is the most powerful statement I've ever heard in my life. God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. Let me read that to you. That's actually found over in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 23. And it says, in the New Living Translation, it says, I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. And Jesus wanted us to know that God loves you just as much as God loves him. Oh, man, that's a statement. Jesus introduced that concept to the world. No one had ever heard that. 
And Jesus himself said, Father, I pray that they'll know that you love them just as much as you love me. And then we find part two of that over in the epistle of John, 1 John chapter 3. And you know, when you really get a hold of this, man, you really look at yourself differently. When you realize, when you look in the mirror and say, God loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. Man, it changes your whole perception of yourself. God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. How do we know that? Because he gave up Jesus to gain you. He gave up Jesus to gain you. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I'm kind of seeing the head. I'm seeing the head here, so I had to slow myself down. <laughs> Listen to this one. This is First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3. The apostle John... He is the apostle of love, and he's now realizing what Jesus said. When Jesus said, God loves you just as much as he loves me. And so John is just now realizing what Jesus, it hit John a little later, but the Holy Spirit impacts John with it. And so watch what John says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. John writes, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God or the sons and daughters of God or the children of God. And so the revelation hit John and said, wait a minute, we're sons just like Jesus is a son. We're sons of God. We're daughters of God. We're children of God. What kind of love, what kind of love has been bestowed on us that we might be made children of God. And so he began to see the same thing that Jesus said, that the Father loves us just as much as he loves him. Notice this, he says, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. The word bestowed actually means lavished, means lavished. Lavished means poured on, means to give in large amounts, means to be generous, means to give in excess, means to give extravagantly. God has poured out his love on us so that we would be children of God. I love this. I've shared this before, but this is a beautiful poem by Max Lucado. And I took liberty myself to make a few changes to it and add a few of my thoughts to it, if that's okay. I'll check with Max Lucado later and see if that's okay. But (laughs) I took the liberty to do it. But he wrote this poem. He said, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. He said, if he had a wallet, your photo would be in it. Now, this is the part I added. I said, if he had a cell phone, your picture would be on the home screen. I also added this. I said, your number would be saved at the top of his favorite list. I added this. I said, you would be the screensaver on his laptop if he had a laptop. I also added this. Man, I may have to send Max Lucado my edition of... <laughs> I think I have really enhanced his poem. <laughs> I also added this. If God had a calendar, you would be circled on it, not just on your birthday, but every day. Now, back to Max Lucado's portion. He sends you a sunrise every morning and flowers every spring. Whenever you want to talk, he'll listen He can live anywhere in the universe, and he chose your heart. What about the Christmas gift he sent you in Bethlehem? Face it, my friend, God's crazy about you. 
God is crazy about you. And God's love is personal. Even though God loves the whole world, you have to take God's love personally. God's love is personable. It's personable. God's love was expressed. It was manifested through a person, Christ Jesus, to a person, you. And so his love is personable. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. It's a personable love. God loves me. I remember one day I was rushing out the house. I had to go to an outside event, and it was freezing. It was freezing on this day, and it was an outside event all day. And I was like, Lord, please warm it up a little bit. It is too cold. It is too cold to be outside in these temperatures. I said, Lord, please. I said, Father, please warm it up a little bit. And do you know by the time I arrived at that event that it was so nice and beautiful, I was able to take my jacket off. And I thought about it. I said, wow. I said, God turned up the heat just for me. Just for me. He turned up the heat. And I said, you know, that's not anything new because Joshua prayed that the sun would stand still. And it did. And then I thought about Hezekiah prayed that the sun would turn backward, and it did. I simply prayed that it would get a little warmer, and it did. I figured if God loves me as much as he loves Jesus, he loves me as much as he loves Hezekiah, and he loves me as much as he loves Joshua. (laughs) God's love is a personal love. It's a personal love. It's a personal love. God loves you that much. It's a personal love. Do you realize the very hairs of your head are numbered? The very hairs? And if you don't have any hair, the very... Where the hair used to be is numbered? (laughs) God not only knows... James said the follicles is the correct term. (laughs) God not only knows the number of your hairs... But there's a DNA code on each of your hair strands. That's why forensics can take hair. They can get the genetic code from it and find out who did it, who was there, who was involved. There's a number on your hair. The very hairs of your head are numbered. Hairs of your head are numbered. God's that concerned about you specifically. Even down to the small details of your life. He busies himself. One verse says that God busies himself with our every step. God's crazy about you. It's a personable love. God's love is personable. God's love is personable. God's love is accessible. God's love is accessible. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever, notice that, whosoever would believe. It's accessible. Whosoever would believe. God's love is personable, God's love is accessible. God's love is valuable. He gave his only, only, it's the only son he had. It's a valuable love. God's love is personable. God's love is accessible. God's love is valuable. It's the only son he had. God's love is sacrificial. He gave. Love always seeks to give. Love always seeks to give. Lust always seeks to get. And so God is always out to gratify his heart by giving, by giving. Do you know you're always on God's mind? The Bible says that he's always mindful of us to bless us, to increase us, us and our children. 
You're always on his mind. He's always mindful of you to bless you. God's always looking for ways to bless you. You and your children, you're always on his mind. You're always on his mind. How can I bless them? How can I bless them? God is mindful of us to bless us, us and our children. That's Psalms 115, I believe. It's mindful of us to bless us and our children. So God's love is personable, it's accessible, it's valuable, it's sacrificial, it's unconditional. It's an everlasting love. It's a steadfast love. It's a steady love. It won't quit. It won't change. It's not fickle. That love runs constant. That love runs constant. It's an unconditional love. God doesn't love you because you do everything right. God loves you because he is love. He loves you, number two, because he chooses to love you. It's his prerogative. He loves you, number three, because he's made a covenant to love you. God loves you because he loves you. Let me read some other scriptures. These are just scriptures that I meditate on every day because I never want to forget God's love, his amazing love for me. Never want to take it for granted. Never want to... Just, you know, not give it the significance and the value and the importance that it deserves. And so I love to meditate on God's word concerning how much he loves us. Listen to this, Ephesians 1, 4. He chose you before the foundation of the world and had plans for you to be in his family. Before he created anything, he already had you in mind. He already had you in mind. See, folks, we have no idea how deep this love runs and how great it is, and how incomparable it is, incomprehensible it is. Before he created anything, he already had you in mind, and he already had plans for you in his family. Ephesians 1.4, Jeremiah 1.5, he knew you before you entered your mother's womb. Psalms 139, verses 1 through 4, he knows everything about you, yet he still wants you. He knows everything about you. He knows all your little quirks. All your little idiosyncrasies. He knows all of your little irritating behaviors. (laughs) But yet he still wants you. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about you, but yet he still wants you. Yet he still wants you. Yet he still wants you. Isaiah 49, 16. He's engraving you on the palm of his hands. He won't forget you. He's inscribed you on the palm of his hands. He won't forget you. Isaiah 40, verse 11, he carries us in his bosom the way a shepherd carries a lamb close to his heart. He carries us the way a shepherd carries a lamb close to his heart. Picture a little lamb being carried by a shepherd. That little lamb is all snuggled up on the shepherd's chest. He's just looking around because he knows he's safe in the shepherd's arm. He knows no one can bother him. He knows he's nothing to worry about. That's where we are God carries us in his bosom the way a shepherd carries a lamb close to his heart. Zechariah 2.8 says, we are the apple of his eye. David said in Psalm 17, he says, Father, show me the wonders of your great love and keep me as the apple of your eye. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 4 actually says three things about you. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 4 says three things about you. Yes, you are in the Bible. He's talking about you. It says three things about you. Number one, it says that you are precious. Number two, it says that you are honored. Number three, it says that you are loved by him. You are precious in his sight. You are honored 
by him. In fact, if you study Psalms 23, where it says he prepares a table in the presence of your enemies, it's literally a banquet in your honor. He honors you. You're precious in his sight. You are honored by him, and he loves you. Those are three things that we find out in Isaiah 43, 4. You're precious, you're honored, you are loved by him. I love something that I learned from Kenneth Copeland. He says, God doesn't love us because we are special. We are special because God loves us. You are honored, you are precious, you are loved by him. No matter what you've gone through, no matter what you're going through, God's love runs constant. You're the apple of his eye. Oh, man, there's one verse I'm thinking about. I don't don't have it written down, but I read it in one translation, and it actually said that God would get rid of all of creation just to come get you. Oh, man, he would get rid of all of creation just to come get you. This love will keep you going when everything is against you. This love will keep you going. And so as Christians, we've known that God loved us, but have we ever trusted that love? Have we ever trusted that love to know it to this degree? When you trust the love of God to this degree, it changes everything. It changes everything when you trust the love that God has for you. Over in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says, We've known the love of God. Now we're starting to trust it. We're starting to trust it. We've heard it. We've known it. But now we're starting to trust it. We're starting to believe it. God's love can be trusted. Let me give you one more scripture, then I'll stop. This is my favorite. Probably out of all the ones that I've shared, this is probably my favorite. Man, I'm letting y'all go in my special stash. I don't pull this out for just anybody, but because you are special. And you're special, not because you're special. You're special because God loves you, and that makes you special. Because his love is on you, and because his favor is on you, I'll go ahead and pull it out of my stash. (laughs) This is probably my favorite. I don't know. I say this all the time because I got so many favorites throughout the Bible. This is one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible. I got to put it in the top, maybe in the top three, maybe in the top three. Zephaniah 3.17. We get a picture of God's love like nowhere else in the Bible. We get activity from God like nowhere else in the Bible. We see a side of God like nowhere else in the Bible. We see the silliness of God like nowhere else in the Bible. We see a part of God that that we see nowhere else in the Bible, but it shows up in Zephaniah 3.17 concerning how he loves you. Zephaniah 3.17, I took the liberty to learn this years ago, and I learned it from, I don't know, maybe 10 different translations. And I put them all together, and now it's a part of my repertoire. And anytime I feel down, anytime I feel discouraged, I'll go to Zephaniah 3.17 to remind myself of God's love for me. That's when you release your trust in that love. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to trust it. Zephaniah 3.17 says that he's a mighty hero who saves me. He takes delight in me. He rejoices over me with singing. He rejoices over me with joy. He rejoices over me with dancing and singing. He quiets me in his love and calms 
all my fears. He's satisfied in his love for me. He's not looking for another. He rests in his love for me, not mentioning my sins, but forgiving them. I rest in his love for me. I'm renewed in his love for me. Praise God. That's Zephaniah 3.17. And that's from about 10 different translations. I took the liberty to put them all together. Oh, man, that's a picture of God singing and dancing and rejoicing over you. Oh, man. And I love that part. You know, when you sin and you feel so bad about your sin, I love that part in there where it says, he's not mentioning your sins. He's forgiving them. That love is so great. When the prodigal son came home, the love of the father ran toward him and he fell on his neck and it was so great. The prodigal was trying to confess his sins and the father wouldn't even, he couldn't even let him get it out. The love swallowed him. In fact, the prodigal was already rehearsing in his head what he was going to say to his father. He was going to say, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be your son. I've messed up. I don't deserve to be called your son any longer. And when the father came and fell on him and so much love swallowed up the son, the son couldn't even get it out because love swallowed his sin. And I love that in Zephaniah 3.17. He's not mentioning your sin. He's forgiven them. He's forgiven. Man, who can't love a father like that? Oh, man. Who can't love a father like that? Oh, man. Not mentioning your sins, he's forgiving them. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So grateful for his love. Now you know why that mug spoke to me. So grateful. I didn't know hot chocolate could preach. But, you know, I thought about it. I said, if God could preach through a donkey, he can certainly preach through hot chocolate. These mugs are preaching. These mugs are preaching. Whoever thought God would use mugs to preach? We're so grateful for his love. We're so grateful for his love. We're so grateful for his love. Here's something I recently started doing. I recently started resting in that love. I started resting in that love. Life can beat you to a pulp. Things can come at you so hard and so fast from every direction. You can be worn out and stressed out and frazzled. There's one remedy for that. There's one thing that will supersede it. And it's his love when you take shelter in that love. I've gotten to the place now where I've started resting in that love. Where you just get there and you... Just cuddle up. You don't say anything. You just rest in his love. If you'll stay there long enough and quiet enough, maybe read a few scriptures and do a little worship, just breathe a little bit of a prayer, and then you just sit there quietly. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you'll begin to sense and to feel his love come in and embrace you and fill you. You begin to rest in his love. That love will renew you. You'll be renewed in, in that love. You'll be renewed in that love. You rest in it, and you're renewed in that love. That's what the Apostle Paul talked about when he says, I pray that you would know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. How can you know something that passes knowledge? Through experience. It means you have to experience it. You have to experience it. And so he says, I pray that you would experience the love of God, that you would experience the love of Christ. 
You can actually get to a place where you can actually feel it. You can actually experience it. You can actually sense it. I actually found that in the Bible, and I wasn't even looking for it. I found it in the Bible and wasn't even looking for it. Jesus said in John 17, he said, Father, I pray, I pray that the same love that you love me with would be in them and that they would feel it. They would feel it. And I said, wow, I never knew that was there. He actually prayed in the Amplified, it says that your love would overwhelm him. And one translation says, and they would feel it. They would feel it. Jesus literally prayed that you would feel that love. We can rest in it. We can rest in it. And that's how you know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. You experience it. He actually wants to hug you. Man, I don't know whether to jump, run, scream. or. <sighs> he actually wants to hug you. This is why the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. It's like it's a fresh hug for each day. God wants to hug you fresh each day. I, I will hug my wife today and then I'll do it again tomorrow and the next day. Why? It's because I'm saying I got a fresh love for you today. I'm not living on yesterday's hug. I want to hug you today. I want to hug you in this moment. I want to appreciate you and love you now. God does the same for us. He loves you every day. Every day there's an expression of his love. Oh, man, and I started seeing that. I started seeing that. I said, God, I see it. You want to hug us every day. You want to hug us every day. I hug my kids every day. I hug my wife every day. God wants to hug you every day. His mercies, his loving kindness is a fresh every day. And when we don't spend time with them, we miss out on that fresh hug from the Father. Oh, man, I preach myself happy. I didn't really come to preach today, honestly. I said, you know, I'm not going to preach today. I'm not going to preach today. I didn't come to preach today, but man, I have preached myself happy. You can't help but get happy when you dig into God's love. When you dig into God's love. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you. We're grateful for his love. 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 Grateful for his love. Praise God. I'm a Pastor James, I'm turning it over to you. you feel love today. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. We thank C. Elijah for that awesome message. And, you know, just hearing all of the ways that God loves us. To be honest, what it reminds me most just in our everyday lives is just a mother's love. And, you know, in the beginning, we were created in his image and then we were split male and female. I think that love portion of God that's in a mother, that was really how God loves us. Now, the Father disciplines and will develop us, but there's no love like that mother's love. So I believe that element of a mother's heart is that love that see Elijah's talked about that came from God Almighty. And I think we can all relate to that 
I remember the stories of my father. He made us all throw newspapers when we were little. And I believe it was my brother Bernard that when it was cold in the morning and, and my mother didn't want us going out little in the cold and, and my father knew we needed the development. He said, if you don't want it, you go out there with them then. And my mother, I think it was Bernard, she went out there with them and the wind was whipping and it was cold. And she took off in the cold a scarf around her neck, wrapped it around his head and neck and let her head and neck be cold just to keep her son's head warm. Only a mother would do such a thing. So that love of a mother, you can see people on TV that even had committed crimes. The mother said, well, he's not all that bad. It's just, <laughs> a daddy will look and say, that boy got to learn. He, <laughs> he need to spend a little time in jail so he learn. <laughs> a mother's love is something about it. I believe she really got that love from God. So we thank C. Elijah for just expressing a little bit about the love of God. And even one of his names, El Shaddai, in the Hebrew, Shad means breast. And it means the multi-breasted one or the many-breasted one. Just meeting all of our needs. And, And that image is like a mother. You may have some men that gain some weight and have some breasts, but that ain't the type you're talking about. <laughs> so he is described as El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one, just giving us more than enough. So we thank God for his love. Well, with heads bowed right now, if there's anybody in this place, and he won't pull away from you. We'll get busy in life and distracted by the things of life and We'll get distance from him. And if there's anybody in this place and you haven't been feeling the love of God because you may have poured away from the warmth of his love and you just want to come back home today to his love, to come back in his warm embrace just to renew your relationship with him. The altar is open and we'll pray with you today. We'll wait on you. And I'm going to ask Minister Jamie if she'll come and do our prayer, altar prayer, and close us out for today. See, even as a female, it's that image of God's love. and even little babies they can tell the difference even in a father's love and a mother's love we had uh, my niece's daughter over this weekend we were babysitting and you know, I was making her laugh and stuff but when I went to reach for her she wouldn't leave my wife she could tell even though it's the first time we'd kept her she could tell the difference in a mother and even no matter what I did, how many faces I made and how many things and toys I brought out, I couldn't get her to stay with me. She wouldn't leave that mother. So she could just tell the warmth of a mother's love. So we thank God for giving us that type of love. And we can all, He's always there for us.
Paris. I just want to add something really quickly. So as you can see, I wasn't planning to wear it. I didn't know that he was going to be talking about love today, but I guess God had a reason for me to wear it, which is just Jesus loves you. And you know, in this world, we just see a lot that we lack a lot of love or we have a lot of counterfeit love. And so whenever you hear that God loves you, sometimes you don't think of you know, the love that's in the Bible, you think of what humans do. Humans will love you when you do something good for them. And then the next moment you do something that make them angry, that irritate them. They're like, oh, no, nah, I don't really love you like that no more. Or their love is not still present. But when I tell you, whenever you do things to God, whenever you are waiting on God, whenever you disobey God, he is still loving you. No matter if you're doing good or doing bad, he's still loving you. So if you feel like even though you've done something wrong, you've sinned, you've done something against God and you think, well, let me distance myself from God because he may be angry at me. He may not love me. So let me just distance myself. But when you distance yourself, that love that actually pulls you back in is the thing that will keep you away. It will just the love that you do were supposed to receive. And after you do something wrong, you are missing out on. So if you feel like you've been missing out on that love, just bow your head or come to the altar today and um, we'll just go ahead and pray with you today and pray that God's love will be present in your life. So let's go ahead before God. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, for Genesis and other people who are here in this congregation. I thank you, God, that you love us more than we can fathom, more than we can imagine. But I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you'll help us to not just hear that you love us, but help us to feel it. Help us to know that even though others may say things that may go against what you say, God, even though the world does something completely opposite of you, help us not to mix that in, God, with your love and your pure love for us. I pray, God, that even as you love us, that you help us not to send hate to others. You help us to love others in the way that you love us, even though they may not give us the same love. We are so grateful that Jesus, he loved us so much that he gave up his life. He was beaten the worst that there has ever been in history, and God, and we are so grateful, God, for that because we surely don't deserve your love. We surely don't deserve your forgiveness and your grace because we have all done wrong and we have all wronged you, Father, even though you have never wronged us. So help us to remember that on a daily basis and help us to continuously seek you, God, above all else. And it is in your precious son, Jesus' name, that we pray. Amen. Guys, Joseph, to come and close the benediction prayer Good morning, everybody. Everybody, bow your heads and close your eyes for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you today for loving us, God. No matter what we do, no matter what we see, God, no matter what scars our consciousness, Father, what scars our bodies, God, what scars our children, God, with scars our wives and our husbands and our mothers and our fathers and our brothers and our sisters, God. You will love us through it all, God, no matter what we do. We can't do enough to get away from your love. And we thank you so much for that, Father, because whenever we go out into the world and get beaten and bruised by the devil, Father, and his minions, Father, by insults and failure and disappointment and depression, Father, We can always come home, Father, and be welcomed with a warm embrace by you. 
And so I ask today, Father, that you lift us up and give us the strength, the humility, God, the honor, and fill us with love ourselves, Father, to love others in your place, to love others for you, to spread your love through us and every person we meet in the world. Thank you so much for all the blessings that you have for our lives. And we just pray for more to come, God. And we even thank you for when we're in the valleys, God, because even in the valleys, you heighten the amount of love that we can feel from you, God, where you make us want to reach out to you, God. And so we thank you for all that you've done in our lives, God. And we ask that you just keep on moving, keep on working, and keep on doing. In Jesus' name that we pray, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part two of the series titled Hot Chocolate, subtitled Grateful for His Love, part two, by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7931. That's 7931 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7931 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.